Hey gang, it's Nathan here. Uh, for those of you who have not heard, uh, either through Twitter or Discord, as of Monday morning, I am stepping away from the podcast proper. Uh, I am moving. Uh, this is probably going to be a permanent move at this point, or at least semi-permanent. Nothing has happened. Nothing is wrong. I have some health stuff that I've got to attend to. But it is more just that this is the right time for me to step away. Uh, there are new perspectives and new voices um, that I think need to be amplified. And I think I have shared as much of my journey through this as I can. My, you know, Where I came from, where I started, where I am now. And I think it's time for others to step into that role. Um, and, and just for the show to grow. And for the show to, to keep being useful to people and keep being relevant. Um as the material conditions change and as the focus of the show changes, you know, we, we started this reading the old heads, you know, we read the, we read the dead white guys. It was Marx. It was Lenin. It was, and then we kind of shifted and then it was Fanon and then it was Dr. Du Bois, uh, and, and, you know, George Jackson, all of these voices, but the, the decolonial trend means we need decolonial voices in this space and i am so happy to have shigmani too and david carrying this forward uh as i step aside but i i could not be prouder of what we produced i could not be prouder of what we have uh and what we're going to continue to grow uh as the show moves forward um i'm so grateful to all of you for letting me into your podcast app every week for the last four years or whether you binged or whether you were a weekly listener, I, I just, I can't thank you enough for, for allowing this to grow the way it did. Uh, and for letting me grow the way I did. I'm a fundamentally different human being than I was four years ago when this started. And that is in large part, thanks to all of you. I don't, I could keep going as this is probably the fifth time I've tried to do this, but I'm going to stop now. Uh, thank you all from the bottom of my heart for everything. Uh, I cannot thank you enough and enjoy one last time of the live boopoops. The boopoops have been archived. They will be saved. They will not go anywhere. And I will talk to y'all when I talk to y'all. Bye. Madness Chunkaluta collaboration. Welcome back to Mark's Madness Pod. We read books. Name is Nathan. My name's David. Mine's Shungamani too with a mouthful of mac and cheese. Yes. Specifically that variant of Shungamani. Yeah, we're going is, is... we're going like full nineties, like you know, artists that that's that's Shugmani 2's artist name, Shugmani 2 with the mouthful of mac and cheese. Yes. It's like Prin, the artist formerly known as Prin. Exactly. Exactly. We're, we're really getting into that phase of the book at this point, and we really need a transition. Speaking I've of become which, a we... pre-Madonna over the course of this book. <laughs> Speaking of which, we are ostensibly a podcast that does read books. Uh, apologies that it's Or been... post-Madonna, I should say. Did it... <laughs> Sorry. Oh, <laughs> that was so dumb.
Apologies, it's been about a month since we've done that now. Um, but we're gonna read uh, some, a damn book today. I promise you that. That mm-hmm. is the that is the guarantee. Uh, no. You're gonna read a damn book. But before we read a damn book, we're gonna talk about current events. Not as long as we did last time, but we're gonna talk about current events. Y'all have the book number we're on, right? Yes, we have number. the page number. I've got the mar- I've got the notation. We're good to go. Sweet. Um, that being said, we are going to start our current events on everyone's favorite hot, hot saber rattle of the week. Balloon Watch 2023. It's here. It's cool. It's awesome. Everyone loves balloons, right? We had balloon. Will the balloon pop? Actually, it's been popped. Sadly. It's already been popped. Just... It's, it's been popped. It's so over. It's <laughs> the dumbest one in a while. When. We, oh, oh! We got to cue the ninety-nine red balloons. Uh, I know it was ninety-nine red balloons. It really? Yeah, was we got to cue. That has to be like the song for the intro instead of the normal. Oh, Do we go with the old disco version or the gold finger? The cover? one. Well, you got to go with the one that's in public domain. Is what it pop up say? Which one gets us not sued? Uh, exactly. It's just me with a tambourine. We're gonna record it and throw it up there. Yeah, I mean that's literally what I'm doing for my documentary series. I'm making my own music. Good, smart, wise. Yeah. Well, also I got some. So we're going to be doing live music too on the live stream show we were planning. So I'm like reaching out to indigenous musicians to like pay them for a gig, basically like an hour of playing. You know, yeah. that way musicians can actually have um, a job or a gig, so to say, in the movement. That's yeah. fucking awesome! Hell yeah. Uh, oh, and poets. So if you're a poet and you didn't know it, hit us up. But if you didn't know it, it might Bam. be hard for you to know that you need to. So specifically, if you do know that you know it, get on it. Uh, this is where this is where to reach out. I think I just came out more confused than I was. That's, um, that's going to happen. Back to Balloon Watch yeah. 2023. Back uh, to Balloon Watch. A, a weather balloon. A weather balloon, yes. ladies and gentlemen, floated over the United States and oh, baby, you would think the sky had literally fallen. I I swear to God, like I mean, you remember just a few months ago, Nancy Pelosi went to Taiwan and was like, "Yeah, let's start World War Three for separatism." And then a weather balloon gets caught in a jet stream. Well, they're sending and the we're next, all gonna the die. New House of Representative too. They're talking about oh, sending geez. the new House of Representative too. Yeah, and, I mean, and um, it's yeah, it's Marjorie Taylor Green speaking of the ninety nine red balloons thing. She posted that. But, yeah. like, encouraging war. Like, not getting the irony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. It's... Someone, someone's going to watch Dr. Strange Glove and start, like, earnestly talking about a balloon gap. I swear to fucking God. Oh, uh, yes. That joke. Oh, the joke's been made. Got to get in the Discord, man. That's where the joke. We already. We had that oh, joke. No. We had that oh, joke I've been early. missing the discourse. I've been so busy. Oh, no. <laughs> we had that joke early with, with the, the big general man and no balloon gap. It was good times. It was a good day on Twitter. Um, that being said, this is, I, I, I really, I don't want to waste a lot of breath on this only, no, only because the, the hype around it is already out of control. What I did want to focus on and and David, what I would take your, your, we're on to the next thing. What are you talking about? Exactly. We're already on to the next thing, but there is something, there was something very insidious and, and not, and very very worrisome underlying that whole thing and that's what i really do want to talk about a little bit and that is the how easy it was to flip the switch into 
oh, we can do whatever xenophobia. we want. Xenophobia, just anti-communism, just genocide they, button. It took yeah. nothing. I call it Klux behavior. It's Klux's behavior. I believe that is the proper interpretation of when George Jackson said, "We must count. We must be more than anti-racist. We must be counter-Kluxists." And that, yeah, this behavior, this brainwashed mob justice fucking bullshit that liberalism perverts, if you will. Because I understand that the term mob justice usually is used Mm -hmm. by the bourgeois to like, as a canard to deny the masses their proper um, uh, place in history, right? But instead, you, you have these liberals who justify their genocidal mania Right, their their reverse annihilation theory. You know, this is textbook reverse annihilation theory. And of course, I'm formulating my own, you know, uh, con- conceptualization for Marxists. But you know, if, if in the current you know era, at least, and you know, it's the same old story though. It's 500 years of we must kill them before they kill us. And so, like, one of the first things I saw was somebody say, what could the balloon possibly be for? You know, spying on us? Blah, blah, blah. Somebody's like, what if it's fentanyl? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to laugh. I don't want to laugh, but it, I, I also yeah, saw it's... that it was, I thought that it was, they were trying to check the jet stream to know where to release the next bioweapon. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. That one was good. I fucking, whew. <laughs> QAnon shit. I mean, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, obviously, it was going to go there, you know. Yeah, it, yeah, and and you had like every Republican in the world, like I I would shoot it down. I'm gonna shoot it down myself. I'm I'm the American here. I was like, oh, like that didn't make you the biggest dumbest fucking dork in the world. It was oh, like, oh, every every you know. dude bro with his sunglasses and his Punisher tattoo and everything else, and they're both mm-hmm. standing outside with their AR-15s and their and I mean, again, guns that they. I had a buddy post a picture with his handgun. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to take it down. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's silly. It was a joke, obviously, but and that's the thing. It, it's they, it's goofy and it's silly and it, but it, but it was. I mean, you saw it all across the yeah. board. Is everyone everyone was ready for their little red dawn moment? Um, and oh, this is oh, this Wolverine. is like this is like Pearl all over again and. I mean, it feel it 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 was obvious. Look, how- I'm in Wolverine country over here, Michigan. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, let, let's remember we're good. we're we're a country where you know Amazon will sell you a literal spy microphone in your house, and people go, "Ooh, I could just tell it to play music," and then a spy camera on your front door, and people are like, "Ooh, I feel so secure," and I could. My partner so- hates me because I'm like, "Please don't leave the Alexa plugged in." Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> Right. And and Amazon has like admitted to selling shit to, you know, the the um I forget which was it the NSA or was it the, the military? They've sold things not to the Pentagon, they sold things to the NSA, mm-hmm. they've sold things to the state. They have countless contracts with the government. Uh mm-hmm. the servers especially. I mean mm-hmm. the amount of money that Amazon gets from imperialism is mm-hmm. so understated. And yet Most we see a weather balloon conceptualize in these shit. Well, right. Most people only conceptualize these businesses as, oh, they just sell us junk. You know, they're selling us commodities. And it's like, no, it's actually much more insidious, you mm-hmm. know, and it, it might be normal now, but it mm-hmm. was by design. 
yes. And and let's also be clear too, this saber rattling is something, you know, that's badly wanted, right? The the war in Ukraine is to, to weaken Russia so that the United States can go after like Russia and China together because I heard the, an the, interesting take from Gerald Horn about Russia, by the way, after mm, this okay. statement. Yeah. But, um You can go ahead. I'm I'm definitely let's let Gerald so Horn he he, uh, he he suggested that this is America's Napoleon moment, and we must seize it, basically. That's how I would justify it. When you think about the great empires and how they fell, it's when they went to war with Russia. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's true. It's never <laughs> never saying. fight a war in never Russia fight. in the winter. That's the old the old phrase, yeah. Never I'm just saying, our winter's running out, but we have an, a, the time to prepare for next year, you know, and we can have mm-hmm. our own Red Dawn moment, but... Yeah, I mean, well, and and let's face it, you know, because Russia's a nuclear superpower. China is a nuclear superpower. China's just a massive country. Um, The only, you know, our our military is like five times the size of theirs, but they're still the next biggest. Um, It would be terrifying. North Korea has the largest army, I thought, next to us. Mm, I'm talking like army, like all military, Navy, personnel, yeah. I was talking personnel. Okay. Sorry, yeah, um, but if was, you're if you're talking about like technological, like uh, mm-hmm. China's supposed to be occupating us by 26, I mean, imagine they'll be ahead. Soon. Yeah, I imagine um, they're already ahead. So, like uh, two years ago, I want to say I watched the National Day Parade, and mm-hmm. when they pulled out the hypersonic missiles, sh- sh- West shit their pants. <laughs> Is that <laughs> China surpassed them? Russia's yeah. leading in AI warfare, but that's so far ahead. You know, that's mm-hmm. so far removed from um, reality. And then, like, China just um, bought a bunch of, like, I mean, we're going back to, like, medieval weapons, basically. Oh, I saw that. Well, that was yeah. specifically because they don't want to use guns to fight India. Um, yeah. Because, like, they, but they I don't know if uh, the casualties, but yeah. What? I mean, are stabbings? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's more humane. No, I mean, I saw, like, maces. This is like a UK moment where they're like, yeah. we don't have guns. And it's like, yeah, but, like, people get, like, acid attacks. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was interesting. But um, China, yeah, China and India are trying to, to not fight with guns anymore. So the Chinese military has, like, like hand-to-hand combat, like, blood. Well, that makes sense. Back. But I don't think you need to, like, bring in weapons like that. You know, yeah. and I, I get the reasoning because shields come into play if you're doing hand-to-hand mm-hmm. combat. And, mm-hmm. But also, like, all, there's many ways to break shields. Like, we could just bring back cavalry tactics. Like, this is... <laughs> we've done this. We don't need yeah. to make new war- murder weapons. Yeah. Like, no. No. they do this all the time to protesters. So it's just like, why are you... Like, I think a lot of it has to do with China uh, not having the same military history to study. Because mm-hmm. it's a little more obvious to the West to use a cavalry, right? Yeah, you know? and you, I mean, you think about even like Mongolia, like the fact that they went on horseback. Well, I guess not Mongolia, but the uh, what would become Mongolia, uh, the Khans. Uh, what is it? Golden uh, Horde. Yeah, the Golden Horde and such. Um, you know, th- they're on back horseback, mm-hmm. so it, it's a vastly different combat, and you're able to fire off five shots and be thirty feet away. While your your dude's dying already, you know yeah. you're on to the next guy. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean that's why Lakota were so successful once uh, Spain had reintroduced horses uh, at an astonishing rate. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but that's, you know, that's kind of why I was saying, like, we're doing this big military buildup, and we're pushing to put another base in the Philippines. Um, so, like, you know, the U.S. is definitely trying to go to war with China, and it isn't ready yet. Like, I think as China is just rapidly surpassing no, I our think, economy. No, I think, I think it is. I think at any moment it will go off. I, so that's I think, the thing is we're like in a I, Franz Ferdinand moment, yeah. right? We just yeah, need no. that. That instant and a speaker of the house going to Taiwan is mm-hmm. that easy. It's that easy. You don't even have to. You don't even have to die there. You just. Oh go yeah, there. they're. That's how they're, easy it is right now. That's they're not doing the that on accident. The they're yeah. They're trying. They're trying to draw China to making the quote unquote first move. Just well, the same way like the Korean War was the first move by the North. Even well, though, like, Red Hill isn't doing anything orders. to actually like solve the problem. They've actually mm-hmm. spilt more chemicals. Since releasing the first report. Yeah. So, um, doesn't seem like they're planning on leaving there. I think they're planning on starting a war before they have to deal with the consequences of land back. And the fact that the communists don't see this right now is a huge lacking in our ability to seize the current conditions for our own benefit and growing a mass movement. You know, like, the issue is, is that the Vanguard Party is non-existent and we need one tomorrow. You know, <laughs> and and here we are just speaking into the wind and this is going to get uploaded, you know, in a few days since we've ran out of backlogged content. But, <laughs> you know, like otherwise, you know, it could have been waiting weeks and stuff. And that's how a lot of this, you know, worthwhile discussion is being uh, hidden behind because there's layers of bureaucracy within like the CPSA that are, you just can't have these discussions, frankly, you know, like I, as I, whatever you do, you, you're growing, blah, blah, blah. But where is the base? There is none. There is no infrastructure ready to take control of a moment to actually push a communist agenda. What we saw was a massive amount of growth in communist parties across the country. CPUSA, of course, seen uh, the, most of that growth. And that's obviously because, you know, the conditions are ripe, but they're not considering how many of those people are feds. Mm-hmm. We know that the Pentagon alone uh, pays 60,000 people to pretend to be other people. 60,000. What is the CIA paying? How many people in Langley are an analyst? What does that mean? I bet you it means you fake being people on Facebook all day. Mm -hmm. And that'd be a sweet gig. You know? I can't... Like, if that was all I had to do to help contribute to world domination, I can see the banality of evil, as Arnett Mm -hmm. said. You know, that's the banality of evil, that people are so ready to commit genocide so long as they are so far removed, right? Yeah. It's the same idea with like the uh, mass consumption of meat. We never consumed meat at this rate. I have no problem with meat consumption. The issue is we never consumed this much meat ever. The Lakota practically only ate buffalo. And I'm telling you this. (laughs) Okay. We need to reconceptualize our diet because, oh, why is our diet so bad? Well, a lot of us aren't shitting the stuff out. Yeah. Let's be clear, too. We're talking, like, meat per person. This is not some, like, eugenicist overpopulation thing. Like, per person, meat consumption is massively over what it should be in the United States. We're not even talking, like, it's just the first world, basically, right? China is, too, but China's achieved it through self-reliance. And that's Mm -hmm. a vastly different concept than the 
uh, meat industry here in America. And even then, China uh, uh, uses a lot of bricks meat from Brazil and is the primary driver. And well, one of the primary drivers, along with soy, which is also used for cattle production, they eat it. Um, yeah. And so freaking that's helped deforest the Amazon under Bolsonaro at greater uh, lengths. It's the same issue where they give money to uh, well, they give guns to Duarte, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is a contradiction. It yeah. should be criticized, and we should all be able to learn something from that lesson and how we can do better here if given the opportunity to run our own country, which it really won't be one country. And, it, you know, it's going to take time to actually see a solidified project, but we can make it happen if we actually fucking get our heads out of our asses and start thinking uh, past what's been limited onto us, right? Like too many people read the books and go, well, how do we do that better? You know? And it's like, well, what if you did something a little different? Yeah. What if we did it for our own material conditions? Not necessarily better, just for our material conditions and, It'll come out better. I mean, because there's a huge impact of our material conditions, even what we're just talking about, like the contradictions from China. Um, the Duterte is not leading the Philippines with, if it wasn't for the United States. You know, uh, Bolsonaro is not in charge and burning down the Amazon if it wasn't for the United States. Um, Tar Sands Project isn't happening that, that, you know, China is one of the investors in if it's not for Canada. China is not the primary driver of any of these contradictions. It's bad sometimes what they're doing, but they're also, you know, just participating. They're just profiting that, off of it. Yeah, and that's just profiting off of it. It's, it's, it's these, these governments, the United States, Canada, that are doing these things, that are causing these things, and that's who right. our enemies are. So if you want to criticize China about that, the solution is overthrow Canada and America. Mm-hmm. That's That's I mean, Canada alone owns 85% of extractive industries around the world. And that includes the mining companies here that I've known forever, Canadian companies. That's why they have good unions. I mean, yeah. So that, I think, should wrap us up on balloon talk for the... Oh, yeah, we were talking about a balloon. We were talking about Uh, a balloon. Uh, yeah, the the other two things I, yes. I just I want to touch on them because they're unfolding, so we don't have information on them yet. But I want to acknowledge them because th- there could be some major consequences, and I think they'll be undercovered at large, and that's kind of why we do current events. Um, so the first one is it's spelled like Palestine, uh, but the locals got to pronounce it dumb. It's it's East Palestine. Uh, Ohio, there was a train wreck, a train derailed, like 50 cars, and some of them are, are carrying, I think it's vinyl chloride, um, was was one of the materials on at least three of the train cars. Holy fuck. Yeah, and the shit went up in flames, and that is just like massively toxic and explosive. Just like um, worse than mustard gas in the air going Yeah, exactly. So obviously like a mile radius is being evacuated, and then they said like, well, schools will be closed Monday, and it's like, well, no shit. <laughs> Oh, we um, had a mustard gas day. Yeah, you know, it's fucking terrific. Um, but I mean, this is like World War II on accident. Yeah, yeah, we're doing shit. You know, we're doing it to to ourselves from just bad, bad infrastructure, and and. I mean, yeah, let's so, be honest though: the Nazis accidentally gassing themselves is a common trope. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. 
But anyway, so I mean, keep keep your eye out for that. For for you know that there are going to be some people that are going to have some massive lingering health effects that are going to need our help. There's going to need massive organization. Well, I mean, area. we should be thinking about this in general as mm-hmm. we go forward and we think about what even yes what revolution entails. Yes, yes, everybody is going to be poisoned by PFAS chemicals if they aren't already. Mm-hmm. Everybody. How do we clean that up? That is one goal of the revolution. Two, oh, we have to look at two like oil spills and stuff. They're never actually cleaned up. Yeah, I mean, it just dis it it, it goes it disperses. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, you know. Two though, you have to wonder. Ooh, excuse me. Um, sorry, what was the first thing I said? Uh, <laughs> PFAS chemicals. PFAS. Two. How do we clean up the plastic everywhere? Mm-hmm. In Less than like 60 years or something like that, every bit of water that's not frozen has been infected with plastics. Every bit of fish you eat has plastic in it. All your vegetables, the the plastic is so small. Turns out it takes so long to break down that it still exists at such a microscopic level that it's in your fucking vegetables now because it falls in the fucking rain. It's so small. It rises up with the fucking water vapor plastic is that fucking long has that much longevity you know that's it's no longer an option we cannot use plastic anymore and you know, as i said that 18 million more you know plastic containers were just fucking made so mm-hmm. you know like this is every single day it only gets worse and yeah. people are like there's nothing to die for right now it's like yeah that's because you're brainwashed you're brainwashed. That's why you think that. <laughs> You're actually. being killed. And there are steps to take, you know, immediately, right? You, you stop the, the hyper consumption. You start, you start, you know, getting down on like um, um, planned obsolescence items, you know, things that would take like repairs and just get disposed of like cell phones. You immediately start, you know, fixing those repairs. You start. Um, well, okay. Imagine and instead you of knock. Like- you stop private jets from flying so that, like, the climate change rolls back, you know. Well, Foxconn least... dedicates an entire three months to producing mm-hmm. the next Apple model every year. Mm-hmm. That's, like, a guarantee job for them. Yeah, a, a Hong Kong-based company, by the way, that gets to, to get China demonized, which it technically is a Chinese company being Hong Kong-based, but a Hong Kong-based company that gets China demonized that's mostly employed by Apple but is employed by basically everyone. And they were in Shenzhen, weren't they, before getting kicked yeah. out? Or they're, yeah. they're still there, I'm not sure. But Or they a new ownership owns the factory, I believe, is the issue. Yeah. Well, like, I think it's the state that owns it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a teacher that lived there uh, that was the lead engineer at Cummins Engines. <laughs> Gave up their job after realizing how much damage they were doing, and then became an earth science teacher and taught oh, wow. us how to like find, like showed us how to discover that Rick Snyder is at fault and legally liable for the Flint water crisis. Wow! Oh damn! That's I was twenty sixteen. I was like sixteen years old. It was still going on. You know, I was like going up there like every weekend to sleep with a girl up there. So it's like. You know, like, I was there firsthand fucking seeing all this shit and, like, helping out. And it's like, I never once expected to be doing this now. And that's, like, some of the primary influences was I was just trying to get laid. And my teacher was conscious. You know? <laughs> it's amazing what we'll gets you there. 
Um, um, but yeah, so pal- oh. so so definitely monitoring uh, train derailment in Palestine, Ohio. I still yes. won't feel comfortable saying it that way, but I'll I'll do it. No, it's so I want to say Palestine. It sounds weird. It yeah. sounds weird. Uh, and I don't then, like it. And then the last thing, speaking of Palestine, Palestine is affected. Oh, you know what it is? is it's totally like the same tradition as East Jordan and Michigan. Oh God, probably. Oh, and then you got like Mount Zion and stuff. Like it's pretty yeah. obvious what the settlers were thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then also actually affecting Palestine, uh, Syria, Iraq, and of course Turkey. There was a massive earthquake, and we do not have any details on that yet. But that will be a major news issue going forward. We are just—I mean, it, it's unfolding like in the last hour and a half. But it's it's like seven point eight on the Richter scale. It's a massive, oh, massive wow. earthquake. Like hundreds of people are, are gonna probably die from this. It is tragic as hell. And and so, you know again, th- these are, are and these kind of disasters have rippling effects, you know. Um Lebanon already essentially has its government handed over to France because of a, a port explosion and now it's getting hit with this earthquake. Like you think how about how that's gonna affect people there so we need to keep our eyes and ears peeled and and do whatever we can um with that but that is it's one of the few things that's not climate change driven it's an earthquake it's actual natural disaster but it's just brutal and we don't know any details yet other than the location too bad haas the lebanese patso wasn't actually connected to lebanon and could actually cover the news effectively for us yeah that would be actually helpful womp womp uh uh, so that all being said, your long-awaited return to that thing we do, we're going to read a book, gang, and we're going to start reading a book on page... Why did my page... It's 83, Area 3. 83, Area 3. I'll go three. ahead and start reading. Yeah, yeah it's ahead. page 83, Area 3 of Healer Bodies. It's free and accessible education. A person's access to education is directly related to the condition of their housing. Many indigenous, black, and migrant children struggle with academic performance in school because of unstable and hazardous housing. Education is. I also would like hit- to say, yeah, this is wrong. It is primarily a condition of your class and income. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the housing sure matters, but I that all yeah. falls in very easily to class and income. And if you're an actual Marxist-Leninist, like a scientific socialist, mm-hmm. you shouldn't make basic errors like that. Yeah, and, and let's remember, too, like one of the, the bedrocks to bringing up a society as far as quality of life is education. That's why communist countries push that so much. But there's like a level where that levels out and you're just like bettering off each individual person's life. Like it's not going to solve poverty. Yeah. You know. Well, it's, right. It's and like you got to remember the these are itself. – Academic Marxist writing this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As much as they say, this is written from people in the streets, the people from the streets aren't very well represented in that organization. Mm. Um, education is also hindered by a lack of access to adequate and free health care, learning tools such as computers, phones, or internet services, and transportations from home to centers of education. In other words, education is linked to almost every other area of opportunity we've identified in this chapter. 
There is a unique intersection between gender and sexual equality in education. For example, LGBTQ2 plus students are more likely to experience violence in schools than other students. 10% of all LGBTQ2 plus students have reported being threatened with a weapon in the school and 34% report being bullied. Transgender students are especially targeted in schools. With recent rules released by the Department of Education under Trump-appointed Betsy DeVos that discriminate against and exclude trans students by preventing them from reporting harassment, participating in sports, or even using the restroom at school. And oh, so outdated oh, this already God, is. No, I, this so already beyond. feels so... So how fast this moved. I mean, in Michigan alone, where Betsy DeVos is, is first off lives and has her hands heavily invested in our education system, much far beyond the federal level. Mm-hmm. So, you know, plenty of lobby money. She literally ran Dixon against Gretchen Whitmer. Freaking stupid. And first off, imagine getting somebody with the last name Dixon. Like, it's just like, you're almost like trying to dog whistle. What's out yeah. there? <laughs> yeah. But, um, Betsy DeVos is actually from Michigan, like I said, where she um, fielded the anti-abortion extremist Tudor Dixon, who wouldn't support uh, uh, abortions, even in the case of rape or incest, Um, like proudly would say that, or even death, or even death, zero tolerance. Um, Oh, uh, speaking of two, um, remind me to circle back to Florida on this. Oh, okay. sure, sure. Okay, um, yeah. But, Good topic. Yeah. But Divas and Dixon campaign focused on pushing anti-trans rhetoric, like one of her key issues being protects girls' sports, quote-unquote. There's a town in the UP called K.I. Well, K.I. Sora is like the base, like the former strategic air command base mm-hmm. that the town's built up around, but it's like called Gwyn. They called themselves the modern town. The model towners is their sports team. Interesting. Well, like the entire town is like a complete social project in the UP. It's very fascinating. Um, like the like if the road designs are designed specifically to confuse Russians in case they invade. Oh, good. Awesome. I'm sure that doesn't lead to any confusion. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't cause psychological effects in the population of that community. Yeah, no. yeah, no, and it's very worth like everyday commute effects too. That's just totally. Never but this town is home to the Michigan militia oh, here fuck. in the UP. They are the ones responsible for the plan to kidnap Dixon's opponent, Gretchen Whitmer. These people, of course, got on the school board because that's the right wing's plan. They don't give a shit about the federal election. If they win, they win. And they're going to win because they attacked us at the local level through bureaucratic elections and where we're communists. We have a communist in Ashland and I am not allowed to. Jo- I, my theory is, is that they deny me from joining the Communist Party of the United States because Ashland actually has a fucking like position in government. Right. So if you bring in a radical Indian to a white settler town or a BIA office is. What is the public's reaction going to be to the rhetoric that gets spouted? Even if it's radical and correct, they are now beholden to the liberal fucking voter. And that's the problem with this strategy is that the communists are beholden. The fascists are not. And as soon as the fascists, all they have to do is convince people that they're right. That's all they have to do. They don't have to be right. 
They have to convince them they are right. Reality is not a matter. You are not fighting with facts. You are fighting against an alternate reality. You must present a better version of reality. That is the only way to win. You cannot fight it with facts and logic. This isn't fucking Ben Shapiro. We aren't in a debate. We are in information war. You know, that, and that's the best we can do at the internet level. On the real life level, you can prepare for what is coming because we know what is coming. And unfortunately, we're not going to win this until it's too late. You know, the battle is going to definitely be against us when we start. Right now, we have an opportunity to have a better leg up. Okay, that's it. And that's if we fucking act now. Unfortunately, what, uh, one more year till the election? Cool. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, cool. that's going to be great. Everybody's uh, going to lose their fucking mind next year, not do jack shit. No organizing is going to get done. CPUSA is going to have half its fucking membership out there canvassing. You know, like. <sighs> the Vanguard needs to come out. If you think you're a vanguard and you're listening, show up. <laughs> Where are you at? Yeah. You know? Please. Uh, we have platforms. Reach out. You know? Whatever. I mean, like, this is going to get, like, feds now, but... <laughs> you know, like, it, it's fucking ridiculous, though. It's ridiculous where we're at in this country. And what we have for vanguards, they're not even aware of this kind of shit. Yeah, You know, I'm only aware of it because I'm here firsthand. Not only did they ban LGBTQ expression in that school in Gwyn, they banned Indian expression. You can't wear an orange shirt. You can't, you can't, you literally can't be Indian publicly. But American flags fucking waving around. Like, if I came in in regalia, that would be a political stance and I could get kicked out of school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's 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 fucking racism. Yeah, and that's that's how they play it, right? It's it's yeah. it's exactly how they play it, right? Oh, and, and then they, reminder, this Michigan militia group was the test runners for January sixth. They invaded our capital first. Everybody forgets that, and nothing was done. In fact, the, the senators were just frankly like, "What's what?" You know, <laughs> they <laughs> didn't even leave. Moved on. J- Jim yeah. Bob, I recognize you from down the road. Yeah, yeah, literally. I mean, and that was in Lansing, and like Lansing, you know, is not exactly a white city, you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like we need to take advantage of the principal revolutionary force in our material conditions. Yeah. You, as the vanguard cannot rely solely on the labor movement and proletariat. This is a lesson learned from Lenin, spoken about by Fanon, you know, like Cabral, uh, freaking Cesare, like there's so many. <laughs> it goes on and on and on. Yeah. And, and David, and, you had something you wanted to say about Florida? Yeah, I wanted to bring back, so obviously like Florida is, and, and this is saying a lot more describing being from like, you know, Michigan and me and Nathan are Missouri, and, but Florida is is i mean desantis has got to be like the king of pushing everything right now emptied the books out of schools is not letting books back in with black or lgbtq2 plus characters well what's terrifying there. right is this is like a huge like explicit push to fascism right mm-hmm. and, and he's like, the eh. he's the other option to trump mm-hmm. 
Like the Koch brothers are reportedly choosing a side in the oh, Republican yeah. primary, mm-hmm. and it's against Trump. Yeah, and that'll be so. Whatever Republican comes in, you're going to get the liberal dopes who just go, "Well, it's not Trump." No, and then they'll all convince themselves. They'll all convince themselves it's great. The Republican Party's tearing itself apart. It won't fucking matter. It won't fucking matter. No, they'll yeah, all rally yeah. behind whoever wins the ticket. Um, right, they're gonna they're gonna capitalize on fear of the other mm-hmm. fascism, you know, mm-hmm. and push a right wing agenda that's going to result in a new HUAC, you know, and that's gonna be terrible for white communists. Now you're finally going to be at the same level of oppression as your black and indigenous comrades, and maybe you might actually take this fucking seriously. Yeah. Um. So what I was going to detail in Florida, so people realize that the weight of the situation, they not only have banned trans people from sports and in a similar way to Ohio, where like someone could call out a girl for supposedly being trans and then get a medical inspection, which is just basically like, hey, doctor, go rape that girl because I, I thought she was doing too good at the sport. No, literally, literally. And mm-hmm. fucking Ohio, of all places, for this mm-hmm. to be happening. Are you f- yeah. sand? Like, hmm. Yeah, so so Florida's doing the same thing, and they're also doing, in order to, to try to push the anti-trans in sports, that uh, women have to report their menstruation to play sports. And this is like, like teenage girls and stuff. And save the weird, fucked up, pedophile kink shit and just the general invasion of privacy and power play, they're going to have a record of of these girls, these teenagers' menstruation cycles. And they're going and they're banning abortions and menstruation is terribly irregular and any irregularity, they'll be able to go, oh, that must be an abortion. And then they're going to be able to threaten them with arrest for abortion. And then they're going to be able to do whatever the hell they want, extort them. They're going to get treated. Just just being a high school athlete will suddenly open you up for the same kind of treatment that like making sex work illegal opens sex workers up to. Right. Like DeSantis is like probably more extreme than Dixon and Dixon openly admits there is no case where abortion is okay. That includes like uh, spontaneous abortion, you know, like if they really want to go that yeah. extreme, you yeah, will miscarriages be are, are fucking in trouble for miscarriage. And, yeah. Miscarriages are incredibly common. We call them miscarriages to, to identify that they're naturally, but spontaneous abortion is the correct medical term. And abortion is, is just, uh, it, there's some other term besides spontaneous, but it's like just it basically manually. The fetus died. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that's the reason we use the term abortion, you know, because that when the body aborts the pregnancy, and this is just manually, um, I, I can't think of the word for medically starting something and instigating, whatever. Um, oh. But. <laughs> that that's all it is, right? And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. A miscarriage could lead to that, and just reg- irregular periods could lead to that, and that is something that's very, very common. Of the course, medical in terms general, on the tip of my tongue, induction, no, induced, yeah, induced, yeah, induced, induced. yeah, 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 induction induced. abortion we rather than a spontaneous there. abortion. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, Eureka! But, yeah, ha. But anyway, you know, so any any regular menstruation could, which is going to be incredibly common, is going to basically just render these these women powerless. Like anyone, you know, that that has an aha, I could get you arrested for this over their head, and that leads to massive amounts. Well, of right, abuse. I, no, well, yeah, exactly. The abuse implication is the worst part of that. Like the 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 implicit 
patriarchal control that is going to be allowed to be exerted by all men. And that's why you see like past socialists and sit having such a strong connection to the manga movement is because they realize that this is a movement that is directly bestowing power to men. That's why they're freaking so filled with men, you know, <laughs> look at the picture at BlackRock. <laughs> yeah. And let's, let's, let's not pretend like there aren't women in the movement. They aren't like enthusiastically and upholding it, but they're a small percentage. I mean, the if they're still there, incredibly misogynistic. Right, I'd be I'd be surprised if they're still there. The the few that we knew were there, we I, don't see associated I, with them anymore. I'm I'm so. I'm not. I'm sorry. I, I wasn't talking about the the Pat Sox oh. anymore. I was talking about the the MAGA group in general. Right? Oh yeah. Oh the MAGA yeah. group. But the, I mean, yeah. I think like uh, that one article from uh, about the alt right where a bunch of the wives divorced their husbands and said, "Why are they treating us so bad?" Really yeah. kind of like yeah. I remember shows. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, I mean, well, that's what cognitive dissonance does, right? Like, I'm one of the special ones. I'm one of the good ones. I'm being a trad well, one. Well, that poem, know. right? You know, first they came for the communists. Yeah. You know. Nemo Here we are. Yes. There we, yeah, Nilo, there we go. I need to remember the name. I quote it too often now. <laughs> All right. All right. Back to yeah, the reading. Back to the, yep. As- Let's continue on the book after, you know, back to track it. Getting off the rail, that's the word. (laughs) As with professions such as healthcare workers, teachers in in regions considered conservative or right-wing have been at the forefront of militant working-class struggle. Education workers are essential workers in a caretaking economy. Teaching is also a highly gendered and undervalued profession. Over 77% of all K-12 teachers are women, but they make around 20% less than college-educated workers in other professions. Teachers in West Virginia, which ranks third to last in teacher pay compared to other states, organized a wildcat strike in 2018 to protest low pay and the high cost of health insurance. The vast majority of those striking were women. Indigenous youth received some of the poorest education. Since the inception of Indian residential schools in the U.S. and Canada, for instance, indigenous children have been stolen from their homes and subjected to physical, verbal, and even sexual abuse to force them to unlearn their languages and cultures and ultimately break indigenous resistance to U.S. dominance. The carceral legacy of boarding schools continues with contemporary child welfare practices that remove Native kids from their homes, adopt them into white families, and strip them of their identities. These practices operate... Oh, interesting, actually. I didn't even consider um, this when I was asked a question, but if you're listening to this, Pariah Marxist on Twitter, um, I I would try to message you if I remember after this. But um, boarding schools... That is a great way to educate yourself on the carceral system's effects on indigenous communities. I mean, yeah, it is really, really, really fucking depressing to talk to anybody who's over the age of 50 on my reservation because they all have a story about a horrible, horrible, horrible fucking time. It is fucked up. These practices operate in tandem with school policing and school-to-prison pipelines. As if this were not enough, graduation rates for Native peoples are shockingly low. Only 69% of Native students in public schools graduate high school. 
The percentage drops to 53% for Native students enrolled in Bureau of Indian Education schools, some of which are boarding schools. Of all Native students, only 17% go to college, and only 13% have post-secondary degrees. In addition, most K-12 curriculum available for Native students is overseen and decided upon by non-Native school boards. Yeah, that's not a genocide. That's not an ongoing well, genocide. Uh, oh, but what I was going to say is, like, uh, the only time you ever see, like, an extremely high success rate of graduation amongst indigenous communities is when we are engaged with our own cultural education. Um, like, there's literally schools ran by Indian people, well, indigenous, sorry, uh, that uh, freaking uh, have 100% graduation rates. 100%. Unheard of in white schools. Tell me where. Tell me where. I'm just saying decolonization fucking land back and you'll have a better life and we will too yeah i will and i think that's got to speak to something um that that comes intuitively is white schools in general like all the u.s schools it's very punitive right because the idea of a punitive structure as rehabilitative is was going around well, it's the not same even time rehabilitative of, it's to brainwash you it's literally well, to make you perform in a certain way to create a cohesive culture, right? Like this forms after the civil war, the public school system. And it literally comes out of Carlisle in the boarding school system from Indians. Like literally public schools are designed after our genocide to make it less genocidal towards white kids. Everything that's bad about public schooling is like, Oh, what can we not kill? And even then, you know, old people will tell you about how their teachers used to beat the shit out of them. Okay. Well, that's, that's a better, yeah, yeah it's fucking that I was going to come because I was going to talk about it, it coming at the same time as like prisons being the the like going up as, as some kind of great solution. That, that Dude, but think about it. how many morphing into cops and how many of our prisons came during the Civil War. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's that's all like, it's it's all the same period and people just it, don't put the pieces together. Mm-hmm. That a lot. Yeah, and a lot of this stuff is either too. We are purposely not told a correct version of history and given a chronological version of history so that way we confuse the way things happen. Indian genocide, civil war. That's how it works in people's minds unless they're a little bit smarter than they realize my people get genocided after the civil war and then you don't even have the reservation systems until the 20s. You know, so how are you going to have these boarding schools? The boarding schools help form the reservations. It's fucking despicable. These 90 of them still exist to this day. We're still on concentration camps. We still don't have fucking water. We still don't have electricity. We still don't have fucking heat. We still don't have homes on our own fucking land. There was a time when nobody went without a home on this land. You're going to tell me that's progress? That's better for humanity? Fuck you. Amen. Austin public schools are funded by revenue generated from anti-Indian economic practices. In New Mexico, for example, K-12 schools and post-secondary institutions are funded by oil and gas revenues that violate indigenous sacred sites for profit. 
This means important gains like teacher salary increases and tuition breaks for working class college students are often made at the expense of indigenous people. Another example of how the white working class is profiteering off the colonization of the people currently today. It is just another many of the many examples of a labor aristocracy that it literally exists, but in the imperial core and needs to be understood to encompass a lot more people that we think of underprivileged in this country that are far more privileged than 50% of us. You know, and you don't realize that because the statistics given are fraudulent. We're told 97% of, of, well, you know, we're given these huge numbers of millennial homeowners, right? But what, what it is, is it's taking the amount of homes owned on the market by millennials. It's not actually millennials who own homes. So it's like, okay, there's a lot of millennial investors. Cool. Yeah. The generational wealth exists for a reason. It keeps kind of keeps trickling down each generation oh no 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 most of that gets squandered there's a nice uh economist article about it oh yeah i believe nothing it. says honesty like the economist what yeah what was the leaded quote on that it was like the economist is is a, the a silly journal magazine for british billionaires a, it's yeah. silly journal for british something like that british but like uh <laughs> they invented the term privatization you know and uh, that was to describe the nazis and it yes. perfectly encapsulates the American economy. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's it's come like more recent terms in in, in Europe. They just straight up call it austerity, and in the U.S. we call it supply side economic. It was all private. Gentrification is another terminology often mm-hmm. used, but it's gentrification is part of austerity. Is that gentrification usually has a colonial bend to it, so mm-hmm. it's less seen within white communities. But even now, you're starting to see it start to affect white communities and thus be taken serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While this scenario may not be true for all contexts, we cannot ignore the fundamental connections that exist between environmental justice, public education, public health, indigenous liberation, housing, and labor. We- and then you have the queer question. You have every question. Name one. I I beg you to give me an example that I cannot relate to land back. And I if I can't, I concede. And then I'll say that, oh, it is not the answer that I thought it was. Until that point, I'm waiting. My email is bandsofturtleisland at gmail.com. You can hit me up at bandsisland on Twitter. I am constantly engaged with everybody who fucking messages me. You can fucking ask. Facts. Also, I'm cutting 30 seconds off your plugs. <laughs> Shifting. Shifting 30 <laughs> seconds after. Nathan used to be in sales. Come on, man. Shifting. No. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Got to so, use the right words. Oh, the synergy. So, okay. So, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna streamline and vertically integrate your the plug section into the remainder of the show. They'll be scattered in in various amounts. You'll never notice them. It'll be subliminal plugs. There's just, yeah, there's gonna be like a background sound. It's just, so follow up at Man Island. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon. Patreon. Uh, we will, all right, but we will not be able to attain free education for everyone if we do not simultaneously address these other issues. Free education cannot simply come at the expense of land, water, or indigenous people. And anybody familiar with a Marxist critique of social Democrats should realize how this applies to the surface modification to the old society proposed by those trying to rehabilitate the United States as a possible socialist project. 
Yes. In addition to organizing campaigns and movements to address the other areas of struggle, we identify in this chapter, we should demand that tribal leaders and native educators be in charge of curriculum for native students, including delivery in public schools that are not under the control of tribal jurisdictions. Until we can end our dependence on fossil fuels and a form of divestment and reinvestment, the revenue made from gas and oil on reservations and sacred sites should be given directly to native communities to support their students on and off reservation. We should organize campaigns in our local school districts for mandatory indigenous history in K-12 social studies classes. And finally, we can develop a queer feminist labor platform by collaborating with LGBTQ2 plus student groups and organizing with teachers to increase resources and protections. So overall, this section, compared to the rest of the sections we read, give it a 2 out of 10, 3 out of 10, brings up some good stuff, but really needs some fire to it. Uh, it's too much appealing to the liberal side of things. Uh, and... Uh, Though it makes some excellent points that critique the current Marxist movement, I think um, TRN is going to meet a very rude awakening when Marxists read this and go, well, let's review history, shall we? And so you reveal that the issue with TRN is that of the antithesis, right? Or the, rather the thesis. So let's say TRN provides us the thesis. Okay. But I, I guess that's wrong when we're working in a settler colonial setting. That really the past socias are a thesis. The antithesis is the red deal. A synthesis is our conversation reading it, right? That's how we should see it. We should see that we're overcoming the failings of the red deal to address. I mean, I mean, could not... I mean, how would you predict things accurately? But I think if a Marxist-Leninist, like a real Marxist-Leninist party, were to have had the knowledge that the Red Nation had, as well as a proper understanding of Soviet history and a bunch of the communist uh, history that TRN, I know for a fact, doesn't know, um, we would actually have a cohesive platform and um, manifesto or whatever to move forward on. That's what I'm writing for, and it's a perfect way to end the episode, perfect place, and perfect segue into plugs. So if you want to help this work, uh, Mark Spanis is partnering up with me, and we're doing the Chunkaluta Network. Um, the idea is a propaganda network that supports an explicit decolonial Marxist, or rather Marxist-Leninist from a decolonial perspective, um, uh, line that is specifically combating the patriotic socialist uh, turn because obviously mopping, uh, being able to have a convention for communism and, you know, major parties can barely even do that. It's a little sad, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like we all should be able to out-organize mopping. The fact that we aren't says a lot about the laziness, I think. And I don't want to use that loosely. I don't like to call people lazy, but I, I feel like a lot of it is um, people are too content in their lives right now. You know, a lot of people don't have to deal with the worst off conditions in, the, in th this communist movement, this iteration, right? Uh, a lot of the voices we hear on the internet are people who have the time 
to be on the internet. And I understand if you have a job that lets you sit on your ass and be on the internet, but a lot of the people we want to reach don't have that job. They might not even have access to the internet. We don't know. And frankly, (laughs) the assumption of communists that that is an effective means really just shows how disconnected we are from the actual conditions of the poor. You know, if, if you're looking at the toiling masses and what's the reality of things, most people I know don't even know about the balloon. I've asked many times today. Everybody went, what balloon? So my little podunk town in Michigan does not give a fuck. So all this hysteria that we were talking about at the beginning, it it falls out the window when you put it into like the crucible of reality. You know, (laughs) people don't care that much. They don't. The news is boring. I can watch Food Network all day. Why would I watch the news? The news gets through through cultural osmosis more than anything, which is why it's important to understand it and and reproduce the messaging correctly, right? Uh, Instead of just letting people get the cultural osmosis because nobody's watching the actual news except a very small section of people. Right. So you can easily dominate these conversations. The osmosis is how they're getting this. And the only way to fight that osmosis, if you even want to call it that, is going to be a direct intervention from a communist to produce a counter narrative that makes sense. When you produce that counter narrative, you turn people who are like Alex Jones, Trumpers, like my dad, into people asking a Marxist Leninist Indian who wants the destruction of the United States to come run their union. You know, that's. If the patriotic socialist's argument is, you don't talk to Trumpers, you're wrong. I do. Unfortunately, I have to. That's how I have to live in a fucking settler colonial colony. Fucking A. So anyway, uh, Patreon, we're doing that. We're going to cover a lot of this shit. Uh, Read books. We're going to read a lot more books. Got some cool stuff in the works. You're going to like it. A lot more reading. So if you weren't getting enough Mark's Madness, you'll get some more kind of Mark's Madness. Uh, I don't know what to call it. (laughs) I don't want to say it's better, but it's definitely like the same shtick, but it's like colonized people. Yes. So we're going to do decolonial Marxism. Was the whole inspire other people to do this. Right. And I mean, I I don't think, I think a lot of people have this sort of respect where they're like, I don't want to step. That was my... uh, preventing me from doing a let's read right is that and like you all didn't even know that that's the terminology for this which is so funny there you didn't is even terminology know terminology for this oh god yeah it's called a let's read it's like a let's play oh we're doing but... let's play oh good we're we're part of the culture now goody goody well i mean i you know i yeah, thought I more happy. people were aware of this i i got into let's reads through the bible reloaded who are now hannah and jake which it's a fascinating story because like I stopped watching them for like years. And then when I came back, one of them had transitioned and I was like, good for them. And they seem so much happier, you know, like to see that, you know, like to see a visual change in somebody and you're just like, wow, like they, they figured it out. You know, they figured out what was actually hurting them and like are moving beyond that, you know, like the, it's super cool because you hear about like their Catholic upbringing and stuff. And it makes sense. Like the kind of, depression that forms out of that kind of uh i mean forced hatred of yourself 
really is how it becomes. Um, uh, like a, it's very similar to me. A lot of trans issues to me are very similar to indigenous issues. Um, just cause like it's, it's another case of the other. Right. And like, especially now when you have like Kansas proposing laws to uh, de uh, transition people. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's medical experimentation at that point. Yeah, like, that's fucked up. That's yeah. almost Mandela, uh, well, Mangala shit. That, yeah. That's Mandela. Oh, that's, yeah. Not the right yeah. person. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, Twitter, you know the shtick. It'll be in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, we're making a website. Eventually, all Mark's Madness's stuff will be transcribed for a book. I don't know. Fuck off. I don't what? know. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just making promises. Okay. I was going to say, I was like, no. God, yeah, no. Not- we would like to transcribe it, but I don't know if you know how long it takes to transcribe uh, stuff. An incredible amount of time, I found we, out. We legitimately tried to do well, that. Well, you don't have a paddle. You don't have a paddle. That's your no. issue. You need you need a transcription pedal, which makes your life way easier, and then you need uh, training. I, the, the biggest issue is that a lot of people are trying to do things on a professional level that they have no clue what they're even doing because they don't know the ins and outs of the business. And I didn't know them until I got further into the podcast and academic world from an outside perspective. And I was like, this fucking sucks. Uh, but if we did it right, I think real communists could have a real impact on the conversation. And I mean, we already do have a huge impact on the conversation that we realize. The thing is, is that we could have far more reach given that there's already what, five years. How long, how long have y'all been doing this? A uh, little over four, a little over four, four, four yeah. years. Yeah. I was going to say, cause I've been, I've been watching since the beginning, you know, yeah. like forever. Uh, what, three years, two years ago, we started planning this and it yeah. became this. <laughs> so it's like, We've, you know, I've seen this grow from day one, and I've seen the change in Twitter discourse because of the availability of theory like this. It's not necessarily everybody's listening to you. It's that enough people are listening to you to argue on Twitter on your behalf. We're you causing know? the cultural osmosis, guys. Well, that's exactly it. And so that's how we do it. And the question is, is how do we do it better than people like Haas do with, if you're going to use... <sighs> things to get free publicity maybe propose something a little more intelligent um because when i start saying stuff like we should burn down the united states you know if you want to clip that and like push that around liberal spaces or whatever stay away from these extremists i'm glad you're pushing that i want you to push that because anybody who agrees with that sentiment and heard any other part of what i said in that you know, discussion because I'm sure they'll talk about other things I've said in that d- discussion, right? Where people are going to point out accurately that the concentration camps of the United States are still active today and considered a normal. In fact, this is white people's conception of what our nations are: are these concentration camps? That's disgusting. If you think. Communism means we stay on the reservations. What the fuck are wrong with you? Are you telling me that if Rosa Luxemburg somehow came back from the grave, overthrew the Nazis, they had a revolution, whatever, they're not going to fucking free Jewish people? They're just going to live there the rest of their lives? Make it make do? But use your head. Yeah. It's 
what are you talking about? Sorry, it, it just it's unbelievable that I have to have these discussions. Yeah, and, and not to be confused, obviously the reservations are concentration camps, so let's drive that point home. Not to be confused with the other concentration camps that immigrants are funneled into across the border oh, yeah. right that are also too. still open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's also yeah. going on. Those are new, and people are like, wow, if not now, then when? Where, where you know, uh, where? the reservations came first, funny enough. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that being said, I'm used to doing the Mark's Madness plugs first and then doing the 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 Super Mario 2 plugs. But that being oh, said, I kind of did them for you. Huh? You did most of them I, for I us. The Twitter. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna hit it. We're gonna hit it for the Mark's Madness side of this collaboration. You can reach out to us at Mark's Madness Pod at gmail through email. You can also get us at Mark's Madness Pod on Twitter, and in our Twitter link. And our Twitter bio is a link to our Discord server, where you can also get at us if you would like to find another way of communicating with us. Uh, Twitter is also just a great community, and I uh, I quite enjoy it. Uh, is it Twitter? No, God! Oh, oh. no! Thank you. You meant Discord. Discord is a great community. <laughs> oh, wait. Twitter is a cesspool. Twitter is not a Discord. <laughs> Twitter is an absolute cesspool. <laughs> Nobody. That's oh God. All right. And with all of that being said, that is where we're going to Wait, wait, wait. Another point. (laughs) (laughs) How many times do we have to end the show? No. uh, This has been Mark's Madness Pod in collaboration with Chunkaluta. We all read books. I mean, this is just Mark's Madness. This is Mark's Madness. Of the Chunkaluta Network. It exists in the Chunkaluta Network. I'm getting used to new branding, okay? This is new. (laughs) Sorry. I'm just going to come in and change everything. (laughs) (laughs) That being said, uh, we will talk to you all next week. My name has been Nathan. I did it again. I did it again. <laughs> my name has been, is, and will always be Nathan until I decide to my change name's, it. My name's David. I am Shugmani, too. I don't know how this has sounds on it. Oh, God. We found out we have a soundboard. This is going to be no, a we disaster. Need to load your shit in here. We need no. to load your shit in here. Oh, we, we will. play the sound live. Oh, I know. I, the problem is I don't know what it's going to do with the mix. But hold on. We will talk to you all next week. Bye.